Welcome. My name is Dan Smith, and today we are rejoined by Rob Talbot, the Executive Director of Josiah White's Quakerdale Foundation. Welcome back, Rob. Thanks. Great. Great to talk again. You know, previously you walked us through the history of the Quakerdale Foundation. Uh, we also talked about why the foundation exists and how you're accomplishing your mission by providing facilities, awarding grants, growing dynamic leaders, and then providing trainings in fundraising and communication to your ministry partners. We have also taken a deeper look into ministry partners and facilities. Today, however, I'd like to explore grants. Are you ready to go to this one? Let's do it. All right. First of all, step us through, like from the 10,000-foot elevation, the, the, the overall process from start to finish of what the grant process looks like so that people got an idea of what they will experience when they get involved in this. So... Uh, we use an online form at this point. Now that could change in the future, but we use an online form. So when somebody thinks they might be a, a, a candidate to receive a grant from, or, or is curious to know if they could be a candidate to receive a grant from the foundation, generally what happens is I'm going to have a phone call with them. I'm going to have a, some sort of a communication with them, learn a little bit more about what's going on, making sure that what they do is a good match. We don't want to waste anybody's time that they're going to go through filling out an application and just isn't isn't a good match. And so um, my job on behalf of the board is to, to kind of take a quick review, make sure things are on the right page. Now, if they are, then uh, when it becomes application season for the foundation, we send out uh, grant applications to those who have been, who we've had that kind of conversation with. And then they fill out this online application form. And uh, once that's filled out and we hit our deadline, uh, and the deadline has been known to change, but right now this is an, is an annual process. We don't do quarterly grants. We don't do monthly grants. We do annual grants. And it's not a fast system, unfortunately. But uh, so we we start the application for grants usually around February. And then around by, they need to be in by the deadline, which is usually probably around May of that same year. That allows the grant committee from the board to begin reviewing those grants and, and speaking with those people who have made application. Uh, and, and through that process, the grant committee from the board is made up of board members. We'll um, spend a little time talking to them, learning a little more about what they do. And then based, um, then by the middle of that year, the foundation um, finance committee will have decided how much money we've got to grant for the next year. And so at that point in time, the finance committee will say, here's how much money we've got available to grant. And then the grant committee will make recommendations to the whole board as to how they like the uh, the funds available for that year to be granted to um, their grant recipients. After that, if the board approves that or whatever the board approves, uh, usually around September uh, or at the latest, usually by our November board meeting, then those grant recipients will be informed and then they will begin receiving grants for the next year it, by the end of the first grant um 
distribution. If it's larger than $10,000, that'll be quarterly grants. If it's less than $10,000, they'll receive their full grant amount uh, by the end of January of the next year. Okay. So let me That's just- That's a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah, just let me just, just quickly review it. So it sounds to me like what's the, what basically happens is there's these parts. Uh, if you're not already receiving grants or you're not already in a relationship with the foundation, there's an interview that goes on first just to make sure that there's a good fit. Because right. this is about doing ministry together. It's not about just getting money. Uh, right. We're beginning to, to build a relationship between the ministry and the foundation uh, to, to, to serve the kingdom of God and make sure that, that it's, it's honored and it's, it's just a good fit. Okay, so once that's taken care of, then the application part starts out by filling out an online application sometime between February and May, roughly. You need to have that done and in. Uh, then once the deadlines reach, those applications are reviewed by the grant committee. Uh, the grant committee then submits a list of the grants that are being requested by uh, applicants to the finance committee, who then decides how much money you actually have to go ahead and grant. And then they give, uh, uh, then they go goes back to the grant committee, who then makes a recommendation to the board, this amount of money to each of these people based on how much how much is available. And then the board decides the final decision what happens. Once that's all taken care of, then uh, somewhere around the end of November, first part of December, notification is given to the people uh, that have made the applications, whether they're receiving or not, and how much money. And then the funds come in basically sometime by by the end of January. Is that kind of a good overview? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay, shoot. That's great. Um, is there, are there uh, restrictions or is there a group of people that um, that are eligible to apply or is it just open for anybody? Um, so we, we um, stipulate that you need to be a nonprofit to apply for a grant. Um, and if you're going to receive a grant, there needs to be, okay, it needs to be for children or families. So if it's not for children or families, can't make a strong link to that, then, you know, I will have already kind of weeded that out um, in my interview. Um, but then there also needs to be a Christian component. There has to be something that um, that, that is noteworthy about introducing people to Christ, uh, the story of salvation. Um, now, we're not looking to proselytize folks. We just have our own mission. Uh, our founder, Josiah White, said he wanted to teach people about God or the Quaker ways, and he wanted to give them skills for living, um, vocational, mostly skills. So uh, we have to be true to to our our, our namesake, as well as, uh, uh, you know, making sure that that fits with who we are. Uh, so, so a nonprofit need to have uh, helping children or families and or families, and it has to have a, some sort of a Christian component to it um, in service. Okay. So it sounds like basically anybody can go ahead and make contact with the foundation and say, we're really interested in, in beginning uh, the process of, of applying for a grant. Uh, we'd like to go ahead and do the interview. Uh, and now you connect with them and just decide if there's a good fit. If there's not, then that's the end of the process. If there is, if there is, then we can we can continue. So there's kind of that that gate there uh, that uh, you have the responsibility of deciding whether or not there's going to be a good pairing here based on, on 
what the charity's about and whether or not there is a faith-based component to what they're doing uh, and so forth. Yeah, and a, and a lot of times it's in this in this discussion whether or not they're a great fit for a grant. Sometimes we can still help them in some of the other ways we've talked about, right? Not not just I mean, money grants are 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 just one of the ways that we help folks. And so, I mean, a lot of times we'll find that there's maybe they're eligible for a grant, um, but there's not any funds right now, or it's not in the right time in the cycle. And so we can help in other ways. Sure. Uh, but but it's it's just the idea of deciding is this a good fit and then uh starting into that cycle if it's if it's an option and maybe there's some other ways that we can help sure so basically what you're telling us is that when it comes to assisting people who are are doing charitable work we want to help any way that we can um right grants is just one small way that that could happen there are a whole lot of other ways that we can we can help you with what you're doing uh that may go uh, away from the grant process but when it comes to grant it's the interview that's the main kicker that that kind of decides uh who can take the next pro- step and and who it's probably not going to work out but that doesn't mean they're not eligible for assistance with all the other things that the that the foundation uh has available yes and and i guess i i don't want it to seem as though i'm making the gate very narrow for grant applications because i don't i don't think i do um, I'm just making sure that it's kind of got the basics that they're, they're meeting the basics and, and it's a, it's a reasonably good fit. Yeah. Sure. sure. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of foundations out there that are very specific to things like, uh, you know, helping people who have had the loss of an infant and so they don't have the monies to cover funeral expenses and so forth. So somebody was, was, uh, applying to that for starting a, a, a softball team, probably not a good, <laughs> a good match. That's just not really the, the functionality of the, the foundation. So you just want to make sure that it's not whether it's a good cause or not. It's just a matter of whether it's a good fit for why why we exist is all. Exactly. Good. Exactly. Um, once the grant process gets underway and so far, is there any kind of reporting requirements that are, are part of this process as well? So if you do receive a grant from the foundation and it's, a, it's less than $10,000, then there is a um a six month uh, and an annual report so at the end at the end of the grant season 12 months later after you receive your grant we want to know how it went but along the way we want to hear and, and that usually has is, is a, the mid-year grant is a little more basic we just want to make sure that you're financially operating i think in many ways um, those grants less than $10,000 have a less supervision, but if, if there is a grant and it's more than 10,000, that means that we are going to be doing reviews, um, every month I meet with anybody who is receiving a grant of $10,000 or more, not rigidly, but pretty responsibly once a month or we just touch base, could be 15 minutes, could be an hour, it depends on what somebody wants, if they want some support, help. But I'm I'm there to, to see how things are going, see if something's not working right that we could help with or figure out together. Um, and, uh, and so that happens for those larger ones. But in the same way as a smaller grant, there's still a six month review. There's a, is a, is a end of year, end of year grant review. Um, how did you do? 
towards your um, measurable objectives. That's a, it's a, a category on the grant. What's your measurable objectives and in, in why you're going to use this these resources? And sure. so we want to hear how that go. Okay. Well, that sounds reasonable. It's probably, it sounds to me like the, the processes are set up to, one, make sh- sure that, um, uh, that everything is going okay with the, with, with the people who are receiving the grants, that they're, they're not alone. Because sometimes isolation is a big killer of a lot of, especially small nonprofits. They just get so caught up in what they're doing, they really don't have anybody to uh, to touch base with. And so, by being able to have, a, you know, at least to connect uh, twice a year, gives the the foundation uh, an extra opportunity to help in other ways beyond just the granting of the money, but to be there to support them in in many other ways as possible as as well. I think that that's I think that's the main reason. Now, there is a fiduciary. I mean, we have kind of a fiduciary role here. I mean, if we're supporting somebody and they're really not doing a good job, <laughs> things aren't going well, the, you know, um, then I have another role sometimes that comes in there too. And I say, I'd like to know a little bit more about what's going on here because we've heard from the community. We, this is happy. You were in the newspaper. I don't know, but we want to know, we want to make sure that what we're supporting is, is actually doing what you said and that it still fits who we are. And there have been occasions when we've, um, the board has said, you know, based on what's what we've heard and what's going on, we want some added documentation about what we originally wanted because um, we want to make sure that people gave money to the foundation to to help good causes. And if we're not doing our our role, we're not making sure that what's going on is good. Then then we um, we're we're not we're not doing our our job. Sure. And so that's that's what that's about as well. Sure. Yeah, that goes into the next question that uh, obviously the money comes from somewhere because you don't generate an income in and of yourself. So this helps uh, build integrity with your with your donor base that um, we're doing everything we can to make sure the money that you you are donating to the foundation for us to do this kind of work is being spent wisely and being being good stewards of it. So um, the next obvious question is, is, so how do you get your funds? Where, where does it come from? It certainly don't just pluck it out of the sky. No. Um, so Quakerdale, the entity has had many names over the years. We've talked about the history, hundred and you know, 180 years, something like that coming up on. So people have given through time and, 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 and through time, there were memorial gifts, honorarian gifts and estates that were given to Quakerdale. And those, those pieces, um, went into what we call our endowment, those pieces of, of uh, donations. And, and, and when people give an honorarium, a memorial to celebrate someone's life or to honor someone who's living, or as well as when they give the ultimate gift of an estate gift to the foundation, those dollars never get spent. They, they get put in the endowment and then we award grants off of the growth uh, of our investments. And so um, that's where the money comes from. It's, it's many decades of that, uh, of that kind of giving. And, you know, as we, as we encourage people to, gr- to give annual giving, like by the month, by the year to a, a mission that they love, maybe it's something that we grant to as well. We encourage them to give that money to them. But when we talk about long-term, lifelong, um, eternal gifts, 
then we are encouraging people to think about the foundation for that. There's not a lot of places that have such a strong Christian heritage, uh, a, a strong experience that we can talk about helping good causes for children and families, specifically for children and families with a Christian component. And so we believe that there are people, and we know that there are people out there who, who value that and know that if they give it to the foundation, that money will never go away. It's never going to get lost. Um, it's not going to be at risk for the same kind of litigation that if they were to give that big, bigger chunk of money to a, a specific ministry that they might, you know, get sued and everything get taken away. And so um, when you give to a foundation like this, um, then, then, you know, and that that's the design. That's why the foundation's here to, to make it safe for those gifts to always be there. Sure. So it sounds to me then, I think one of the terms we use in the fundraising world is a plan giving or endowment giving. So it sounds to me like that's a big component of what you do where people can, uh, uh, leave a bequest in a will or, uh, through end of life issues or trusts or things like that. Um, more like you said, memorials and honoring and that these gifts go to kind of like a, a savings account, so to speak, and and that earns uh, investment income from it, and that's what you use to do your grants. Then, yes, and and I think you know some people may say, well, I'm going to give my money to, the, to my kids, and that that's probably the way it should be. We talk about a lot of times organizations and foundations like us. We talk about maybe one percent of somebody's estate. Would, would you be willing to give 1%, 5% and the rest goes to the, you know, to the kids. And um, sometimes people don't have heirs and, and they, they want a good place for their, you know, legacy. And um, that is a wonderful situation where we can carry that, carry that forward as well. So yeah, those are, those are, that's how we you know, as a foundation operate. So other than the, the grants that, that you, um, you help, fund or give to organizations that apply, those that receive those funds, are there other resources that they can tap into that are available through the foundation? Um, yeah, are you talking different than, you know, the coaching types of stuff? I mean, yeah, oh, yeah so yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just making sure we're, uh, I'm not missing something, but the main thing that I would normally talk to people about is we help nonprofits who are learning how to operate. You know, somebody's got a vision, they they have a heart for something, a, a ministry that and it's a good match for the foundation and we want to help them be successful. There are uh, hundreds of thousands of new ministries that fail every year um, because they didn't they didn't get off on the right foot. And uh, we believe that it's more than money. It's actually far more than money that makes organizations successful. It has to do with leadership, has to do with good governance issues, has to do with fundraising. And um, so, so that's, those are the pieces that we want to help um, organizations beyond just giving, giving them money. So I would think that probably most of the people that you are granting uh, funds to, you're also helping in many other ways as well. Yeah, that, that's, that's what it's all about is to, you know, we want to invest in organizations that we think have a promise, a future, that they, they are valuable not only right now, but we want them to exist into the future in the long term. Great. That's Without us, right? I mean, 
the ultimate thing is make them so successful that they they don't need another grant in the future. They really are really doing great. And, and, and then we can go help somebody else as well. Sure. Well, Rob, that's a lot of great information. It sounds to me that if you're out there and you are really interested in uh, possibly pursuing not only a, a grant from the foundation, but actually tapping into the expertise that the foundation has and helping you grow and manage uh, uh, your nonprofit, that the first step would be to use the information that's on the screen here to uh, either send you an email or give you a call and say, hey, I'd like to uh, I'd like to talk about how we might be able to, to partner together here uh, and do ministry would probably be the, the next, that would be the next step. Is that correct? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, Rob, just thank you so much for, for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate it. That's some great information. Glad to do it. And thank you for joining me. Uh, if you've got any other questions or if you'd like to learn more about the foundation and their grant process, uh, use the contact information that's right here on the screen, or you can go into the description of any of these recordings and uh, find the links that will take you to, uh, to the connects that you need to uh, at that point. So until next time, let's get out there and serve as Christ serves.